Hookah Girls podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And we are so excited to be back at it for you guys. Another week, another Monday, another new episode. And it's been a hot second, especially for me. I feel like I haven't been on the podcast in so long because it's been a while. Like three weeks. Yeah, you've been leaving me. No, so I did a solo episode two weeks ago. So hopefully you guys caught that. Last week we took a little break because we were both traveling. I was actually in Maddie's hometown, which is so funny because my boyfriend lives where Maddie's from, but now she's across the country in Denver. She was in Austin, Texas for her mom's little birthday trip, which seems so With her mom. Yeah, with my mom. It was my mom, Maddie's mom, and Maddie, and I was just like, you know, it's fine. I'm not offended. (laughs) They had a little, um, like, our moms were best friends, too, which is why we're best friends. Like, they were friends, and then we were born, and that's why we've known each other for forever, because our moms kind of started it all for us. Um, But yeah, um, we are finally back, and I'm very happy to be back recording with you, because solo episodes are fun, because you can kind of, like, direct it how you want to, but it's definitely best being together. Yes, I absolutely miss being on the podcast and I'm super excited for what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. We have a couple of awesome guests lined up for you guys, so stay tuned. Um, We're going to be back. We're going to be better than ever. Um, But kind of just to give you guys a little bit of a catch up, which plays into today's topic, which we'll get into in just a little bit, but we've both kind of had a lot of, I don't even want to call them changes, but a lot of things going on in our life recently. Or, for lack of better words, things not going on in our life. Like, lots of, I I don't know, we're just feeling very stagnant, feeling a little weird. Um, And so I guess I can kind of dive into what I've been up to first, and then I'll hand it over to Emma. Um, But I started a new job, I guess it was last week, and I love it. I love what I'm doing. Um, And it is a 8 to 5, or an 8 to 4, I guess, um, a 9 to 5 standard job. And it's doing stuff in marketing, which is what I'm really passionate about, and I love it, but it's completely online, it's remote, and so I sit in front of a computer every single day from 8 a.m. in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I really kick-started summer with this job. So I had my exams Monday, Tuesday of last week, which is why Emma did a solo episode, just because I had a 30-page paper to write. I was grinding things out. Um, <laughs> it was it was a long week. And then on Wednesday, I started my internship. So no time and to I, breathe, literally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no time to breathe. Then on Friday, I left for my mom's birthday trip, like Emma was talking about, which was amazing. But then I got back late on Sunday night, and then Monday morning hit the ground running again yeah. um, with this internship. And on top of that, I've been teaching yoga and – I'm currently house-sitting and dog-sitting, so if you hear a dog in the background, that's why. (laughs) But I feel like I haven't had time to just, like, breathe and, like, quite literally allow myself to take a breath and take time for myself. And while nothing's actively wrong in my life, I feel, like, a little little funky. So there's there's my kind of overarching life update, if Emma, if you want to... give the listeners insight into your life right now. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm literally in kind of the opposite boat to where it's it's always it's kind of the concept of like grass is always greener kind of thing is like Maddie's working and basically long story short with what happened with me is I had a job lined up for the summer. I worked it for like 2 months um in the early summer and while I was in school for the last 2 months cuz I've been out since the beginning of May. Um so if you've been listening before I went to Costa Rica like mid-May and I actually have not work that job since so it's I know Maddie's sitting here talking about how she's almost working too much but 
it, it was so weird what happened. Like, I had a schedule set with my boss to do, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, downtown and the city that I go to college in. And I was good. Bec- I, I was just happy about it because I enjoyed what I was doing. And it was a good, you know, kind of flexible schedule. It wasn't every single day. And, you know, I could take time off if needed. And my boss kind of, for lack of better terms, like, ghosted me. Um, she kind of mm-hmm. let me know one day. She was like, hey, I'm not sure if there's going to be as much work as I thought for you to do. And then actually, never mind, there is work for you to do. Oh, never mind, there's not. And she literally just, like, stopped responding to me at a point. So I don't know what's going on with, like, her personal life. Um, but it's very weird because I w- it was, like, a TA position is the best way to kind of describe it. So it's, like, I work for her personally. It's not a company. So it's kind of everything's on her terms. So it's been really weird because like I was saying, Maddie's working honestly too much, but like I'm working not enough now. And I'm, I've been trying to find other things to be doing just because I was so set on that being my summer gig. And now I'm just like, okay, what do I do now? And I'm kind of being forced to find something else. And I've applied to a few other things um, recently. haven't heard back yet, which it's because I just applied recently, but it's just, it's gotten me all out of whack. Um, and I think that transitions pretty well into what we're talking about today just between the spaces of like doing really well and like not it's like the I don't know I just feel like I'm not thriving it's tough yeah well and that's that's really like Emma said she said it perfectly that's why we decided to do today's episode because there is this space and it's you're not depressed you're not mentally um like there's not something mentally wrong with you you don't have a diagnosable disorder but you're also not happy And you're kind of like, it's not burnout, it's not depression, like it's not any of that. It's kind of just this sense of discontentment, discontentment, um, stagnation and emptiness where you're almost like living for the weekend or the next best thing. You're like really, really ready to have that new job or have the weekend or be able to go out with friends or go to the beach or whatever it may be. You're just feeling uninspired, unmotivated, foggy and you're just not thriving mentally. And this space between depression and thriving is defined as languishing, which is something that I was reading an article on earlier this week just because I was I was like, how how do I describe what I'm yeah, feeling? Yeah, what's like the pinpoint yeah. word? Yeah, exactly. And so the New York Times wrote an article back in April of 2021, so not that long ago, about this sense of languishing and how so many people actually feel this sense since the pandemic has hit because it was almost like in 2020 you were always living on the edge right you were in fight or flight mode you were constantly waiting for the next thing you were kind of your anxiety was almost kind of heightened always Mm -hmm. and then 2020 rolled around you know now we're getting the vaccine out people are doing more normal things mask mandate has been lifted Um, people are returning to work there's not really as much of an excuse per se And you would think that this would be amazing, right? But a lot of people are ending up in this space of languishing because now they have either too much or not enough or mentally they're just kind of weird. And I was listening to a podcast um, by Adam Grant called the, I believe it's called the Work Life Podcast, where he was talking about languishing. And he just described it as like you're driving through life, right? You're in your car and you can see out the windshield, but it's really foggy. And no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if you turn on the windshield wipers, it doesn't matter if you turn on the spray, the fog doesn't quite go away. And while you can still see out the front of your car, you can still get to your destination safely, 
it's just sort of uncomfortable. It's just kind of odd, I guess. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I It's just this collective discomfort, essentially. And I thought that this was really interesting. And then, Emma, I'll hand it back over to you. But um, I found it really interesting because an article additionally actually came out stating that more people are being diagnosed with PTSD from having languishing than those who have even been depressed or anxious in the past. Really? So it really, yeah. So it really is this sense of discontentment where right now you're not mentally thriving, but you're not mentally ill. And so it's like if you don't do something to kind of change it, you're stuck in this place that constantly has your body on high alert um, and you're in fight or flight mode, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, you know, we just kind of gave our personal anecdotes of where we are in life, and I definitely can relate to, um, which is why we're talking about, I definitely can relate to kind of that middle ground right now of like, okay, I I shouldn't feel unfulfilled just like being able to chill out at my nice house on the lake, but I just, I do feel like I'm missing something, and I think especially coming off of a pandemic where there wasn't a lot going on, now that the world has opened back up, especially in South Carolina. I don't know where you guys are, but in South Carolina, I mean, things are pretty much 100% normal. Like, businesses are open. You don't wear masks. Capacity is full again. We're having concerts again. Like, it really was within the past month that it's just been this, like, 180 turnaround of, like, okay, now life is how it was pre-pandemic. And I think that ties into the pressure of, like, people are like, okay, things were so crappy and that sucked. So now the pressure's on to just be absolutely thriving and being your best self. You're like, you've lived mm-hmm. for a year, like, having, like, something was wrong. Like, we all were going through a pandemic. It was weird. All of our lives were affected. But now it's like, okay, you know, your life's not affected anymore. So, you know, get the show on the road. Live your best life. Yeah. So I definitely feel the pressure of, like, I should be <clears throat> so happy right now, honestly. And I am a, I'm a typically happy person. Like, if you know me personally, like, I am... I, I would say I'm so happy, um, and, and I am. I don't want to be like, I'm so unhappy, but it, I am, like, such a motivated person. I have big goals for myself, and I am just very much a go, go, go kind of person. So, in this sitting in this middle period of not feeling like I'm being my best self and not making the most of opportunities, is it's hard for me. And I think, mm-hmm. like post-pandemic this is a real thing that people aren't talking about because everyone's just being like oh like I'm back with my big group of friends or oh I'm going here and there and like I travel like I have friends that I hang out with but there's still just like something missing man I don't know what it is (laughs) well and it's it's really interesting too because um you brought up a good point it was kind of like overnight there was this 180 shift right and now now it's like everything's open and for me at least I was thinking about it and I was like okay so last summer what was I doing Last summer, I didn't have a job. I was sitting in my apartment in Denver. I was traveling on the weekends. I had a big group of friends. I mean, I wasn't doing a ton because of COVID, but we were, like, going to the mountains, or I was, like, able to go to the pool, or I just did nothing. I quite literally woke up in the morning, would go on a seven-mile walk because I would have nothing else going on in the day, maybe go to the pool later that day if the pool was open at that point, and then maybe see some friends for a barbecue that night. And... That's all I did all summer. And now it's like there's this TikTok trend, obviously, that we did an episode on of 
hot girl summer, quote unquote. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, the pressure's on. Like, it's going to be the summer with me. I'm going to be so confident. I'm going to feel great about myself. Like, I'm going to set all of my goals. Ever. Best summer Camp ever. Rock vibes. And <laughs> yeah, literally. But it is, it's just not the reality because now, at least for me, I did a complete 180 flip. I went from doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. having like jack shit going on, for lack of better words. Just so much to now free sitting, time, yeah. Exactly. To now sitting at a desk eight, nine hours a day and then working again on top of that. So I only have my evenings free. And then Emma, on the other hand, I don't want to speak for you, but you went from thinking you were going to have that to yeah. now not having anything, almost having this excess amount of time. But the difference between now and last summer is that now there's that societal pressure of, oh, you're supposed to be hustling. You're not supposed to be just chilling because we're not in this pandemic. And, like, that's – in my opinion, that's not okay. Yeah, it's so tough. And it really is, like – you can make such a comparison between the summer we had last year and this year. Like, last summer wasn't doing anything, but, like, no one was doing anything. So I didn't feel any sort of, like – personal guilt for not having my shit together because it was like we were all going through it was weird for all of us and everyone was just kind of chilling staying at home or within their like close-knit groups but now I'm like okay all of my friends are working and we're obviously I mean I'm graduating December that puts more pressure on me I'm like I should be doing more um and I actually do okay shameless plug I am doing like research with this professor so I have um one little thing going on but it's unpaid so um it's like a I guess it's a resume builder and it's good experience but um I am doing a little bit of that like that's a couple hours a week like working on that um but yeah like everything I thought I was going to be doing and like the money I was going to be making like it's not all about money but it kind of is when you're like getting to the point where you're about to be a real adult like I hate not doing things for myself um and having my own money just because I feel like I'm too old to like not not even feel the pressure like I'm just ready to have my own money I'm ready to yeah do my own thing so it is so weird and I don't know how you guys are feeling um but definitely if you're comfortable like talking with us about how you're feeling are you, like are you feeling like your life is so improved since the world has been back to normal or are you feeling kind of how we're feeling it's like things should be better than they are because I'm yeah. feeling like I should be thriving more than I currently am but at the same time I have a good life and I like things things don't suck I just and it, it is that like middle ground of just being uninspired kind of foggy unmotivated and it's mm-hmm. like what's my next step exactly when well, I feel like that kind of contributes to the rest of your life too like I, in a weird way I feel like it's a cycle so something that the article was talking about when they were talking about languishing and again this is the article from the New York Times that we'll have listed in the show notes for sure for you guys but they talked about revenge bedtime procrastination which mm-hmm. is essentially staying up late at night to reclaim the freedom that we've lost during the day which is what a lot of people are doing because you have all day and you're either working a nine-to-five hanging out by the pool doing whatever But whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're going to Mars and back or if you're doing absolutely nothing. Whatever you're doing, you're not fulfilled in because of this sense of discontentment. You feel like you don't have control Mm -hmm. over it. So then at night, right before you're about to go to bed, you have this sense of control. And so you stay up late watching Netflix, going on TikTok, scrolling through Instagram. Like even if it's quote unquote productive, like reading a book, listening to a podcast, whatever, you're staying up way too late because you're trying to reclaim this control And then the next day, you can't wake up as early because 
you stayed up late the night before and then it just it continues it snowballs yeah before we started recording this episode i was actually talking to maddie about this specific little bullet point about the bedtime procrastination stuff because i feel like this encompasses so much of what i'm even like what's the word like unintentionally or like i'm not mindful that i'm doing it um Mm -hmm. but it's like subconscious yes subconscious there's there's the word of the day um but (laughs) I am, like, subconsciously, I am someone who stays up late, and I don't know, I think everyone has a different standard of what late is, like, 12 o'clock midnight might be late for other people, and then, like, 3 a.m. might be late for other people, I'm kind of, like, a 132 girl, like, I, like, not specifically 132, but, like, 130, <laughs> like, 130 to 2 o'clock range, um, yeah. and so, like, I don't remember the last time I've gone to bed before midnight, like, I genuinely don't, but versus me, yeah. like, midnight is late. Midnight like, if I'm not late. in bed by 11, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because we're, we're on a little tangent, but we're on a two-hour time difference. So, if she goes to bed at, like, 11 and I'm going to bed at 1, we're, like... It works out. It's <laughs> the same time for both of us because of the time difference. So, her And 11, then I wake up at 7 and you wake up, like, around 9, 30, 10 or whatever. And so, then it works out. Yeah, like, we're both getting our day going. No, but this is something I, like, truly am guilty of. And I think I got in a bad cycle with it, like, during the pandemic that I haven't gotten out of is just like um when you don't have a schedule I just feel like during the day if I don't fulfill myself I just have like I'm just a night owl and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but there's two elements one side I just I love nighttime because it's just peaceful and like no one bothers me and I can just do my thing but it comes down to that sense of control like I feel like I have control over myself like I can have my me time and I find myself just, like, getting into these late hours for no reason. Like, I'm not doing anything of substance, so it's not actually fulfilling me more. But it just, I do like staying up late for that sense of control that I feel like I don't have during the day. Um, And you can kind of tie it back into, like, what you were saying about how then you wake up late and it's a cycle. But, and this isn't personally how I feel about it necessarily, but some people feel like, okay, I stay up late and then I sleep in the day so then I don't have to worry about, like, let's say you wake up at freaking 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Then you have less day to feel, like, guilty about what you're not doing or what you are doing or you have less time to feel more unfulfilled. Um, So it's just, there's so many elements to this. But if you are someone who stays up late, like, maybe try to, like, psychologically evaluate, like, why it is. Like, are you just you just, like, don't have something to wake up for in the morning. Like, there's honestly no harm, no foul. If you have nothing to wake up for, like, you don't necessarily need to be going to bed at 10 o'clock. But when it comes down to it, are you doing that because you're feeling like there's parts of your life that are foggy, that aren't making you happy, so you're doing it for a sense of control? And I think that's such an interesting topic, the revenge bedtime procrastination. It's like revenge on yourself. It's weird. (laughs) No, it absolutely is. And actually, this is a little bit different. Um, and I actually didn't even have this in the show notes when we were like planning this episode out. But over the weekend when I was at this retreat with both of our moms, um, some of the ladies went to a seminar where they were talking about how to be mindful and mm-hmm. how to basically live your life or whatever. I didn't go to the seminar, but I got the SparkNote version of it. And granted, this is geared towards middle-aged moms, but (laughs) still I feel like there's a lot that we can take from this. And what the lady was saying was that as humans, as individuals, we put so much pressure on ourselves. And to kind of 
draw this back to our generation. This could be having that hot girl summer moment. This could be waking up early. This could be having a nine to five job. This could be working out, like whatever Dieting, whatever. Yeah, literally anything. We put so much pressure on ourselves and what we end up doing with that pressure snowballs into something else and then we're not able to see the silver lining of it. So the example that she gave, and again, reiterating middle-aged mom example, (laughs) but she was saying that as a mom – you have this expectation of you're going to wake up early, you're going to pack your kids lunch, a super healthy lunch, and you're going to have organic fruits and whatever. And you're going to have it ready for them when they come home from school. And you're going to work out. You're going to walk the dogs before. Yes, literally. Yes. (laughs) And you're going to walk the dogs. You're going to work out. You're going to have time with your partner or your spouse and actually spend time with them. And then you're going to go to work and then you're going to come home and drop the kids off at soccer practice and Blah, 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 blah. Never What ends up happening, well, yeah, what ends up happening nine times out of ten, this lady was saying, is that you oversleep because you're exhausted. You missed your morning workout. You didn't have time to see your partner or your spouse that morning because they had already left for work and you overslept. You didn't have time to pack the kids' lunch for school. So you ended up picking up Chick-fil-A on their way home. And you left one of the soccer balls at the house when you dropped them off at practice and blah, 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 blah. So you stress yourself out, Right. You don't take the moment to say, I overslept because my body needed the sleep. I didn't get to see my partner this morning, but now because I have more time in the evening, because I picked up Chick-fil-A for the kids, it was easy. I got to throw everything out. There were no dishes, whatever. Now I have extra time to spend with them there. And I left my kids soccer ball at home. Well, now they're being encouraged to talk to their teammates or to their coach, and they're building that development and that bond and saying, oh, well, they're learning these social skills or whatever. Basically, long story short, again, middle-aged mom example, I get it. Um, This can be applied to all of our lives because even when things go wrong, even when things don't go according to plan, even when you feel this sense of discontentment, there's a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason you overslept. There's a reason that you missed your workout. There's a reason that you relate to work, whatever. Nine times out of ten, those reasons are more important than the actual activity that you were trying mm-hmm. to do. No, I so. love that. It will. It's good to find, like, the silver linings in things that go wrong because it's so easy to just be like, well, crap, I don't have a job right now. Like, my life sucks, but I'm having time to swim in my new pool that we just got at my house. Just, like, things like that. It It is nice yeah. to um, keep – it's just shifting – it's like the glass half full, glass half empty kind mm-hmm. of mindset of like, okay, you know, I spilled some of the water out of the glass, but there's still some left. And like, this yeah. is why I spilled it. I don't know. Um, exactly. I, I really like that. I just, I know we stress positivity a lot on the podcast, but we, you know, we have our own set of struggles as it's probably pretty evident um, as yes. we complain about them and share with you. Well. <laughs> but it is like we... I think we do a pretty good job of finding positivity and even when you feel like things are kind of spiraling out of control it can ground you a lot to just to be able to switch your mindset to something that's more explanatory and it makes you yourself feel less guilty about what you have going on because no one's perfect literally if you think someone has it together like I guarantee you they don't like they probably do not exactly and well what you were saying with the glass half full or half empty kind of reminds me of something i saw on instagram um yesterday and i actually reposted to my story so if you guys follow me personally um you would have seen it but i think it was by we the urban and the quote was the grass is always greener where you water it yes i saw you post that and i i love that i just love that because it's like where you devote 
your time and your energy is where you're going to see the most results. And it's kind of like I said a quote on the podcast before, but what you focus on magnifies. Uh And I mean, it's a play on words, but it's really where you devote your time and your energy is where you're going to have the most focus. And so, um, I mean, obviously you don't want to be happy, forcing yourself to be happy all the time, feel your feelings and acknowledge them. But maybe taking a step back and understanding why you're feeling that way as opposed to just like, well, like, I guess sitting in your feelings. I don't know. But kind of switching gears a little bit, (laughs) pivoting. Um, I think that if this past year has taught us anything, it is that there is a strong importance when it comes to human connection. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something I'm relearning as I sit in front of a desk around no one um, eight, nine hours around a day. yourself. <laughs> Beautiful <Yes>. many hairs. <laughs> exactly. I just, I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> um, no, but I, something else that I really learned over this past weekend was how often we kind of multitask relationships and what I mean by that is I feel like there's a lot of times I even did this I'm guilty of this um I lived by myself or I live by myself now but I used to live with my roommate um and when I lived with her we would often come home at the end of the day and she would be watching Netflix on the couch I'd be on my phone we'd be scrolling through TikTok whatever and we would have conversations but we were always doing something else on the side. Yeah. And I didn't realize until moving out and actually making an effort to see her to actively spend time with her when we're not kind of multitasking our Yeah, and just not like coming home to each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How important the genuine human connection is. Mm -hmm. So I have a challenge for you guys. (laughs) And I'm trying to do it as well. Challenge, challenge. And that is, you're going to be like, this is so stupid. Try it, and it's harder than you think. Take two minutes out of your day to have an honest, uninterrupted, can you tell I'm running on like five hours of sleep, (laughs) you guys, uninterrupted time and discussion with the people in your life, whether that's your spouse, your partner, your best friend, your children, your roommate, whatever. Take two minutes to look them in the eye. And have a genuine conversation with them without distractions, without the phone, without the TV, whatever. And because we so often just go about our day kind of multitasking these friendships. And the two minutes is actually way harder than you would anticipate looking into someone's eye. Two minutes a day. Two minutes out of a 24-hour day. But looking into someone's eyes and having genuine just like time chatting, with them. yeah. It's challenging, it's very challenging. I saw one of my best friends from college last night for the first time in, like, two months because she went back home to Nashville and she just came back. And we, what I literally love about her so much, I was telling my boyfriend about her, but, I mean, he obviously knows her, but, like, I was, like, I enjoy her friendship so much because we literally just sit there and talk. Like, we sat in her new house on opposite ends of the couch with no TV on or anything, and we just talked for, like, hours. And I just love finding people that I can do that with, and it's also, like... It's less about finding people you can do that with, but just that you should do that with anyone in your life. And it is hard. Like, there is such a mentality in our society that you always have to be working for something. You always have to be doing something. Um, And that leads into a whole pressure of multitasking. I mean, I think that's half my problem with where I am right now with not um, having a job. I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I need to be doing something 
productive at all times. But when it comes down to it, like, that's just my personal example, but, um, it's hard. Like you kind of lose that intentionality with your relationships in the midst of having so much to do. It's like, oh, well, I'll talk while I'm like making dinner because like, I don't want to waste time or, oh, I'm going to talk while I'm, you know, folding my clothes. Like even things like that. It it would. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel like, if you think about the people that are closest to you in your life and you really can't remember the last time that you guys just like sat and spoke to each other while you were literally doing nothing else like not even having a phone near you not having the tv on it might be longer than you expected yeah well it it almost in a non-romantic way even it increases that sense of intimacy between you and the person that you're talking to and you actually feel that real genuine human connection and I feel like um when we talk about this sort of sense of languishing and this feeling of discontentment and kind of like okay what the hell do I do now why do I feel this way this is one way to kind of mitigate that to kind of bring you back to center and acknowledge okay I am in this present moment I am with this person and you're not thinking about the past you're not thinking about the future you're just existing and so kind of our second little tip in terms of um, (laughs) helping with languishing is kind of a obvious one and I feel like we've discussed it on the podcast before too but that is to quite literally take a breath like literally do it and we're gonna do it with you <laughs> let's do right it right now yes ma'am and so you breathe in for seven hold for three breathe out for eight I gotta get my so, lungs ready I know do you we want got, me to count do, a deep breath do you want in. me to count and you breathe or do you want yes you want to count I breathe um the world is our I breathe. okay I know truly okay, okay here we go get ready we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little breathing exercise literally if you're in the car wherever you're listening just take take a moment unless yeah don't like take in, your hands unless off the you're wheel, driving <laughs> or I was gonna say unless you're driving close your eyes and do it with us or even if you're driving just just intuition <laughs> I'm kidding yeah I'm okay kidding. <laughs> okay ready everyone one two three four five six seven hold for three two one exhale for eight seven six five four three two one wow how does it feel maddie how does it feel it feels it feels good i'm not gonna lie um no but taking this time you can do this anywhere you can do this in a meeting you can do this on a work call you can do this laying in bed at night me on a roller coaster (gasps) yeah literally (laughs) wherever you want to do it but three times that I challenge you guys to do this that I'm making a conscious effort to do is do this right when you wake up in the morning if you can remember right when you wake up before your feet hit the ground next to your bed do this if you're feeling anxious or uncomfortable or just kind of languishing yes yes And do this when you lay down in bed at night. And you guys, I cannot express the power of breath work. I'm actually going to share a little bit of an anecdote, and I'm not going to call her out by name, but someone that I am very close to um, recently has been having some health problems, I would say. Yeah. And um, actually ended up going to the hospital yesterday, and it was a very scary moment. For me, it was scary for her, scary for her family. Um, And she went to the hospital because she's having all of these physiological reactions, which makes sense because she's been going through a lot health-wise in the past. So it wouldn't have been uncommon for something to have been wrong. Um, And she got all the blood work done, did 
EKG, like whatever, she was fine. Thank goodness. But what the doctor told her is that her mind quite literally made her sick because she was so anxious that she was having physiological connections. And so these symptoms were happening because of everything that was happening psychologically. And she is not someone um, who has been diagnosed with certain things. Like, you know, like she's kind of someone who's in this sort of space of languishing where she's not sure what's next. She's not sure where to go. She just feels this certain sense of discontentment yeah, and you can, like, from what think she's expressed to, to me exhaustion and well and that's that's exactly what happened and while I am so incredibly grateful that she's okay it really shows how your mind can contribute to physical reactions in your body and so just by doing things like breathing mm-hmm. once a day twice a day three times a day intentionally breathing by taking those two minutes out of your day to look someone in the eye and have that connection, or maybe before Journaling you go to bed is at great night, too. yeah, like just doing something for you is going to increase your mental health in a multitude of ways. I love that, and it's crazy. I didn't even know because you gave me the update that she said she was going to the hospital, but I didn't know that, um, like what kind of the end results were, um, and that that's so crazy to hear. But it also is hearing stories like that can cause you to self-reflect and be like how am I dealing with my anxieties how am I dealing with that languishing period how am I dealing with things that I'm not super comfortable with or happy with because you you don't want to get to the point where you're physically affected by your mind but it's real it's real it's crazy yeah Um, it is and it's it's more common than a lot of people think yeah and it's long story short as I was saying like it just being around the people that make you feel the best is so important and now luckily we can say that and we don't have to worry about like corona being an issue or a disease being an issue you can genuinely like be around people you want to be around and you can look out for yourself and the ways that I mean you know yourself best I always say that I'm like you are the only person who knows you you're the only person who's been there with you for your entire life like literally if other things are bringing you down or if other people more specifically, it's like they have known you or like they have like no idea what you know about yourself. I don't know. I love thinking about that. No, exactly. And the other thing I've said this in an episode in the past as well, but you spend the most time with yourself out of anyone in your entire life. You spend the most time with yourself than someone you live with, your partner, your best friend, your sibling, whatever. And so really reflecting and knowing where you stand with yourself, knowing your thoughts and emotions. Like Emma said, you know yourself best and that's because you spend the most time with yourself. Yes. So treat yourself like a friend, like you would treat your best friend and um, be kind to yourself, you guys. And we're doing the same. And um, we just wanted to do this episode to kind of, express to you guys that it's okay to not have everything planned out it's okay to not have a plan it's okay to um, metaphorically water your grass and not see change right away um but the grass and, is greener where you water it it'll get yes there. it is it'll so keep keep pushing you guys you're gonna do great we're so excited to be back with you guys again um next monday we have a very special guest coming on again kind of discussing um kind of mental health type topics um because you guys seem to really be loving those and yeah i think that pretty much wraps up today's episode Yep. If you guys want to follow us on our socials, we have an Instagram, TikTok. It's at HYGGG Girls Podcast, just like 
our name on the show and yep. we'd love to interact with you guys there let us know what you guys want to see on those platforms and yeah we will see you guys next Monday have a fantastic day bye guys